Impact Sports Weekend, probably our first good matchups in college football went yeah. down this weekend. Uh, really good NFL action. I liked the NFL this weekend. A lot of different things to talk about and uh, then some things to talk about in soccer. As always, we'll recap a little Champions League that went on during the week. Uh, you probably caught us on the last show as we were watching yeah. it while recording. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, let's kick things off. Uh, we're going to go into Man City and sort of ease into the Arsenal-Tottenham and match up, but uh, not a lot to talk about Man City. Yeah, uh, they've e- got like five guys hurt and it still yeah. doesn't matter. Cruise through the Champions <laughs> League matchup, cruise through the uh, Premier League matchup. The only thing I, I think that came out of that that's worth talking about is Rodri got that cheap red card by, uh, you know, shoving the guy, putting his hands on his neck. Um you know, I, I don't think much of it matters until that last game where he's going to be suspended versus yeah. Arsenal. Uh, you know, you're down De Bruyne. You're down, you know, Rodri now. You're, Bernardo Silva's been sick and out for, you know, a, about a week and a half now. Uh, is this a chance for sort of Arsenal to get there? Or as we transition that Arsenal-Tottenham game, it sort of look like Arsenal has looked all year long. I thought, you know, coming off that game in the Champions League where they dominated, that looked like Arsenal of last year. Yeah. Tottenham game, it looked like Arsenal of this year. Got up two different times, didn't finish an opportunity. Yeah. Son made him pay with Madison. So is this an opportunity first for, you know, Arsenal to steal a win here with Man City depleted uh, even more than they have already have been? Or are you looking at an arsenal here and this is just sort of, I don't know if they're going to hit their stride this year like well, they hit it last I, year. I mean, I think you've got to take your chances when you can find them on Man City yeah. and, and they don't come around like this often. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's easier said than done. Yeah. Man City, they've got the depth of, you know, three Premier League yeah. teams. <laughs> they go they go but, to Calvin Phillips who can't even get a game who's England's, uh, you know, uh, starting defensive middle um, I, I, You know, I, I wouldn't be too down on yourself if you're Arsenal on that Tottenham. I mean, yeah, yeah they, they kind of blew their chances there, but Tottenham's been playing a lot better this year, yeah. and I give them credit as well. Um, you know, my Spurs doing well uh, going in and getting the point on the road. Uh, but, yeah, you, you want to, you know, try to sell to your team whatever opportunities you've got against Man City to give yourself a shot. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I buy it because I, I just thought Arsenal, you know, hasn't looked great. And yeah. I thought – you know, coming out of that Champions League match where they won, you know, 3-0. Now, granted, it wasn't, you know, a high-level Champions League opponent that we'd sort of look at, but it. I thought it looked more like Arsenal. Jesus was in there. Now, there was no Martinelli, uh, you know, on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, no Troussard as well. So they had to switch it a little bit with Nakeda, you know, playing wing. But it just it looked more like Arsenal did, and... You know, I sort of look at that game and I go, 
who's more upset at this result? And I think Arsenal was more upset because I think Arsenal probably outplayed Tottenham a little bit. Yeah. But Tottenham seemed to be smarter in, in those key moments, especially getting that goal right well, yeah. after Arsenal scored. Well, yeah, that, on that, 2-1. that game ending a draw, that's a win for yeah. Tottenham and, and kind of a missed opportunity for Arsenal, as far, especially when these two are going to be neck and neck as mm-hmm. far as separation in the standings. Um, but, yeah, Arsenal has just kind of been – they've just lacked the explosiveness they had, you know, coming out of the yeah. gate last year and uh, haven't quite put all the pieces together. Now, uh, we'll switch to Tottenham a little bit, and then we'll talk about a couple of other teams. Um, can they keep this up throughout? I mean, you're you're looking at it. Uh, I thought Brendan Johnson came in, played pretty well, but once again, he, he sort of does what – you know, Brendan Johnson does yeah. good opportunities. You know, there are two or three there that he probably should have finished that he doesn't finish. Uh, you know, it almost looks like he belongs <laughs> on Chelsea. Um, but nonetheless, you know, maybe uh, he, he had those opportunities, didn't finish them. It just seems, you know, we know Kane's not there. Basically, they're scoring. I've, I've heard rumors <laughs> that they're trying to get Kane back, by the way. Have you seen that? I don't think Kane's coming back. I think he's pretty I, I know, I mean, getting, uh, you know, cheap uh, hat tricks, <laughs> you know, playing Bochum uh, during the week. Uh, but I, I do worry a little bit that it's like Madison creates, Sun finishes, and that's pretty much all Tottenham has scoring-wise. Not that opportunities don't come, yeah. but... I definitely like... You get nervous. There's nobody else to finish but Sun. And if Sun's not finishing, you aren't getting goals. Yeah, but I do at least like the style they're playing. Yeah. They're they're get, they're finding ways to create these opportunities. Yeah. Every now and then they've had some lulls. Last week they had a struggle. Yeah. You know, they got lucky there. That, that's sort of what I... You yeah. Know, Sun couldn't finish. He had and it maybe just disappeared. one or two. Now, granted, they got those goals late. Richarlson, maybe he finds some form. Uh, you know, we mentioned Brendan Johnson. Maybe he finds some form. Maybe they can keep I, those goals. I will say this. Their style this year is way more fun to watch yes. than what they played last couple of years. And uh, Oh, no. I, like, I mean. I feel much better watching them now. Than, I, I mean, I think they're they're leaking more goals this year, yeah. but they're getting more goals, yeah. and it's it's a lot more entertaining soccer. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, the the other thing I worry about, you know, Madison or Son go down. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. think this team starts to fall really really quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, but nonetheless, uh, you know, Arsenal continues to stay there. Last question on this: If I said who is more of a threat to Man City this year, Liverpool or Arsenal? Which one would you go? We aren't going to talk Liverpool. They cruise to their normal sort of, you know, 3-1 victory. Liverpool. Liverpool. I, I think I, so, too. I just think they've got things figured out a little bit more. Yeah. They know their identity. Arsenal's kind of in no man's land yeah, right now. they're sitting. They sort they of want to be what, defensive, yeah. but they aren't quite good enough to be a defensive team. So they got to push forward yeah. on offense, but they don't quite have the finish. We haven't. They haven't found the finishers like they yeah. found last year. Liverpool's uh, just like we'll give you a goal. Yeah. We'll answer with two. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> and with the way that front line hums, uh, it's always two yeah. and sometimes three. Um, we're gonna have to have our obligatory Man United talk. Um, you know. I don't coming off the Champions League. I, I don't think anybody thought they'd go into Bayern and win, especially with the way they're playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got that one zero victory at Burnley. 
you know, to come, Crystal Palace this week, they got that win uh, pretty easy. Granted, Crystal Palace played a bunch of 15-year-olds at Jordan Ayew. Well, they've they got them Premier League this Carabale, weekend. But they got Palace off of Burnley, and then I, I think they have uh, Fulham and Brentford before they start hitting the big hitters again. Can, have you seen anything from Man United, even like crumbles, that they can make a little run here as they play sort of some of the bottom-tier teams? Or are you still looking at that Burnley game? Where, I mean, if Burnley, if you give Burnley Sun and Madison, they probably win that game 3-1. Yeah. They just don't have finishers. Are you still nervous, man, United, and they drop one of these to one of the sort of lower-tier teams? Definitely. I mean, United's shown that they can go on long stretches without producing anything yeah. and, uh, and and give up just stupid, dumb goals. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, we we asked, you know, two weeks ago, is it time to panic? Yeah. I think the, it's beyond time to yeah. panic. And, uh, I mean, they may be able to get some wins here, but I, I still don't see any evidence from them so far that they can hang with the top dogs this no. year. I mean, it you know, two weeks ago, Brighton, we saw it. Yeah. It was riding on the wall, just yeah. went in and dominated. Yeah. it's. Uh, I, I will say, uh, Amrabat came in on that Carabao Cup game yesterday. It... it it made the midfield look a little better with him and Casemiro together, yeah. a little more forceful. Now, you know, how much of that was Crystal Palace <laughs> literally playing no one and not going forward at well, all? It, it, I think we'll see this weekend. Yeah, it definitely so. looked like Crystal Palace was prioritizing the Premier League yes. matchup over, over this matchup. Yeah, so I think we'll see more, and maybe we'll sort of see if Manchester United can at least beat the sort of lower-tier teams and play with them. Uh, we'll switch to another sort of downtrodden program, and I think I sort of got to put this up for a vote. Um, this might be the last time we talk about Chelsea because, yeah. you know, it, it, it's not a bad run. It really hasn't been a bad run now for two years. They are who they are. Uh, you know, basically can't finish in front of goal, have the ball, but, you know, got countered. Uh, Ollie Watkins hit it. You know, Chelsea... 1-0 loss. I mean, basically, we probably should have been putting in correct scores. Chelsea lose 1-0. Yeah. Uh, and we could have made some money. So uh, I think this is just sort of how much longer do we even discuss Chelsea? Or is Chelsea just a mid to lower table team? Yeah, that's I, gonna struggle I, I think to they'd be lucky to finish on the top half of the table yeah. at this point. Uh, just no production. And uh, just everything's in disarray. Yeah, I uh, that's I I put him on here because I'm like I don't think there's a point of talking about him. If we're gonna talk about Chelsea, we might as well talk about Brentford and Fulham every week because it's the same sort of thing, and they just they aren't a very good team. Yeah, and, and they have a lot of payroll, but uh, <laughs> no production. No production. Well, maybe when Nkuku comes back, we <laughs> re put them on the list. But uh, I think this is the last we say from them for a while, in, unless we get what. Three goals in a game uh, that isn't for Sluton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Is that so, their only match they've got over one goal this I season? I think so. Maybe they scratched two out in one, but uh, I don't recall ones they've. That's the yeah. only one where they've put balls in the net thoroughly. I yeah. will say that, and it hasn't cascaded off someone's leg randomly bouncing in the goal, but. Uh, Sort of a mixed bag for this team, uh, Newcastle. Yeah. Champions League. Granted, they came away with a point. Um, I mean, anybody who watched that game 
probably watched Milan dominate it for 90-plus minutes and can't totally figure out how they didn't score in that game. Uh, Rafael Leal dribbling through, uh, you know, 10 people and then yeah. tripping over yeah. himself, trying a back hill part of it. But uh, I, I guess you can say good week for Newcastle. That point's a big deal, even if they didn't play well in that game. Uh, we talked about it last week. They scratched that 1-0 win, and then this week... Uh, they got Sheffield and uh, basically got the freebie 8 0. The, the uh, whole lineup got a goal. Yes, pretty much so. Uh, eight goals, eight different people score them. Is, is this sort of a, a Newcastle turnaround or well, is it Champions League bit of luck to go nil nil and you walk into Sheffield and Sheffield basically hopeless here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I Maybe they just saw this, saw this as an opportunity to maybe. Hopefully, build some momentum yeah. into the Premier League. Like, hey, hey, let's let's get some goals across in this. We know we yeah. can do that, and maybe they'll give us some confidence moving forward. Uh, Carabao Cup matchup about to kick off as we're recording this. How much are you looking at that? As I don't know, Newcastle might take it more serious than Man City, but Man City's always taken these cup competitions pretty seriously. Uh, do you look at this game as? Let's see if Newcastle can fight here, or do you sort of just scratch it off as sort of a mid-level cup competition? And then let's see if they can sort of beat Burnley on the weekend to get themselves, you know, uh, nine points in three weeks here. Yeah, I think they're going to probably hold back a little bit in this Carabao Cup. And and I think the other problem is is Man City's got so many guys down that they're actually going to play a good bit of their starters, the regular starters today. Um, You know, you'll see probably Holland play the first half at least, and then Alvarez will come in behind him. So you're going to have some tough guys to defend up front. Um, So, yeah, but, you know, they're really worried about Champions League and and, and Premier League. I I think they – I think focus-wise, getting that uh, point yeah. in the Champions League, now Milan has to come to them. I, I think we saw, you know, PSG, despite what you, you know, randomly see probably effort-wise in the uh, French League, uh, when they want to play, they can play. They they dominated Dortmund. Now, how great is that, judging by what <laughs> Dortmund's seen? But I think you'd say Dortmund, Milan, Newcastle, all in around same talent level. Yeah. PSG a little above that and now stealing that point from Milan and having Milan go into Newcastle which yeah. will be uh very bit difficult mm-hmm. to sort of take points group stage wise. I think that gives them a little bit of a leg up here and maybe to get into the knockout stages of Champions League. See how that focus goes. They're in a sort of soft window here in uh, after their tough window. Yeah, they opened really rough. And see if maybe they start to kickstart here and uh, find their rhythm here. Certainly over the weekend. uh, The Sheffield, the ill that cures all, I I think. The team team that almost had Tottenham. Yeah. You you look at that and you you don't quite know where to think because Tottenham needed two goals in the 98th minute uh, from a guy who's everybody's hating and then uh, uh, come back the next week and Newcastle puts eight on them with eight different scores. But uh, we'll switch to La Liga here and uh, Barcelona – Real Madrid, I, I think you can say sort of mixed bag, but it sort of flipped a little bit here. Barcelona had had a couple really, really good offensive games in a row. Uh, but then uh, La Liga, Celta Vigo, really, really lucky to come away with Oh, yeah. A they messed around and about and, lost that and thing. 
basically played like garbage for 80-plus minutes yeah. of that game. Celta Vigo just sort of melted down there. Probably would have been a good live bit. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Barcelona midweek, Mallorca, same sort of thing. It, it just, you know, we talked about it. It seemed to come full circle from last year where they could barely score, could defend and keep teams out, and Barcelona's winning 1-0, and everybody's going, this isn't the fun kind of Barcelona we're used to. And now, now they they're s- back to fun. Yeah, there seem to be fun Barcelona, but they seem to be able to get countered <laughs> by some very poor teams here. Celta Vigo not played all that well, uh, you know. Uh, Mallorca, that was just a comedy of errors oh, yeah. uh, the other day. So what's your feeling here on, on Barcelona? I, I don't think La Liga, I think we'll know they'll be challenging there. But, you know, Champions League, look ahead. Would they be one of your teams you think could make a deep run semifinals, finals in Champions League? Or are they going to come up against a team who can sort of defend them and then easily put goals on them? I, yeah, you know, I, I think they're going to have a tough run of it. I just... You know, I, both of these teams. I don't think they'll have a problem getting out of this group. They yeah, got a they got group. a they got a really last year they had the tough group. This week they got a pretty. Good I just group. I just look at you know the top two teams in the league of this year, and they just don't seem as dominant yeah. as they usually are. I mean, maybe they're just coasting and don't feel like they need to perform. Yeah. But you know, Barcelona's dropped some points that they they should have had yeah. easy. And I, I think you flip that to Real Madrid. They sort of did their Real Madrid thing in the Champions League. That's the one we were watching yeah. where. You know, uh, they dominated Union Berlin pretty good for much of it, but they yeah. gave up those counters, couldn't get the goal. Then, of course, you know, well, bounces to Jude Bellingham, gets the finish in the 94th minute. Uh, just That's just United, yeah. Real Madrid, classic Champions League. But I, I think you flip that over into the weekend and, you know, you could sort of say it was classic Atletico Madrid Champions League uh, during the week, up 1-0, trying yeah. to sit on it for, you know, 98 minutes. And, of course, Lazlo's goalkeeper comes down and gets a cheap goal to tie it 1-1. That was awesome. Not not really a terrible result, but you figure Atletico Madrid can win that out, uh, you know, coming off the terrible performance at Villarreal off the weekend. But then this weekend, you go into it, <laughs> Atletico Madrid, uh, I mean, just spanked Real Madrid yep. to the point where I, I don't even think Real Madrid 3-1 sort of flat. Well, and weren't we getting close to writing off Atletico yeah, after last I, week? <laughs> I think so. And then, you know, this. I think that's what's so frustrating, that this team can go to Villarreal, lose 3 nothing, mm-hmm. have Laszlo basically dominated for 90 minutes and give up a keeper goal in the last eight minutes. And then play Real Madrid, who they haven't even played all that well the last couple of years, and basically just dominated, dominated from the first minute to the last minute. So where are you sort of seeing these teams, or are you just seeing all these teams are flawed? It's just going to be one who can stay healthy because that's been a Real Madrid problem, and sort of who's going to take, games versus low-level competition more seriously. I think we've seen Barcelona and Real Madrid be able to beat that low-level competition. The reason Atletico Madrid isn't sitting uh, top there is they have it. They have that bad loss to Villarreal. Yeah. They have that terrible one that, uh, you know, I got the score right on the 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, what do you make of these three teams? Just flaws, and that's what it's going to be all year in La Liga. 
uh, points lost where they probably shouldn't. Yeah, be. and you know, you, you you called it there. You know, Barcelona and Real Madrid they have won some of those ugly games and still managed to get the three points where Atletico's dropped it. Yeah. Um, I think right now you've got to have Real one A, Barcelona one B, yeah. and then. Atletico kind of to a sitting if they really fall off. Not or. quite. I mean, that win over Real kind of opened my eyes a little yeah. bit. I was kind of like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It's a long season. We'll yeah. see. But it's definitely those three. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the only thing I love is Real Madrid fans going nuts. They're first. <laughs> They've been undefeated all year. Haven't lost a game and lose to Atletico Madrid, and everybody thinks the walls are burning down. Well. <laughs> uh, it's always my favorite. But we got to talk about the other team who theoretically could be a top La Liga. Yeah. You know, uh, really by the end of this recording. Now, <laughs> how serious are we taking this team? Uh, you know, Girona is who we're talking about. They're, yeah. they're undefeated as well. Um, I, they're going to get tests this week, Villarreal. Didn't they finish, like... 10th, 11th, yeah. I believe, last year. <laughs> they, you know, previous before that, they were in, you know, the second division of Spain for, you know, a, a long... They haven't season. lost this season yet, no, have they? No, they have not. Undefeated this year, they're, you know... Uh, just, I think, one, one draw, I think. Yeah, one point off of Barcelona. If they win today, I think they move atop. Are, can they contend? I, they have no Europe. So, yeah. I mean, it's... They've looked good doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I... I'm sort of torn because they probably... If you watch their they, games yeah. throughout La Liga, they look the best. Well, they don't have all these problems that we were just discussing <laughs> yes. about Barcelona. Now, will those creep up at that's, some point this season? This week, I think we'll sort of see yeah. Villarreal midweek, Real Madrid on the weekend. But are we given a sort of Girona run here, or do you think eventually Real Sociedad, Real Betis, Athletic Bilbao sort of slowly move their way back into that sort of fourth spot? Or I think they could stay up, kind of, you know, right there. It behind. was a big jump last year to move in from Division Two and yeah. end up finishing tenth. Now the point differential was not. I could totally see them finishing right behind those top three we've been yeah. discussing. So you think there's a chance they can yeah. pop that top four? We'll see what they – I think the Villarreal game uh, midweek is important because that's where we sort of see them having to play, you know, three games in, in about a seven-day period. Uh, you know, this isn't a team that is loaded like the – I mean, not even loaded like a, a Real Betis or Real Sociedad depth-wise. Nil-nil at half right now. Nil-nil at half. So we'll <laughs> – We'll see where Giona finishes. Um, I put Napoli, question mark here. A team we loved last year. Do we want to break them down or give them, you know, one more week and see if they can sort of get back on track this week? Or do we just put, we're a little nervous here that this Napoli's run was fun last year and we get the sort of traditional Napoli fall. Uh, this year, I, I yeah, I think we're getting a big fall. Oh, yeah. You know, we've seen how good both the Milans are this yeah. year, um, and you know, you've got uh, Juve's playing a little bit better. So it's it's not a great week to break that one down. But yes, yeah, Juve is playing better. <laughs> I mean, better. But I, I think there's some t- stiff competition, and Napoli has just come out flat. Yeah, just mm-hmm. completely flat, and. Uh, there's just a lot of organizational issues uh, yeah. going on that yeah. uh, we'll see what comes of that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just they don't, I don't think they're going to have the resolve to turn things around this year. Yeah, I, I think 
We won't set fire alarms yet. But I think if the rest of this week turns out, we probably move them up to the top of the show and be like, where is this team going to end up finishing here in Syria? But uh, A team that was in the semis of yeah, and Champions League. Probably should have been in the final. The whole problem was they had Syria wrapped up uh, yeah. basically by the end of the World Cup. So uh, we'll... I, I put them on there because I'm not quite in push the panic button, but uh, my hand is like hovering. <laughs> like there have been a lot of draws to a lot of low level series. Yeah, I, teams. I think you can go ahead and push yeah. the button. I think the writing's on the wall for yeah. them. Granted, uh, my thoughts on this came before the Victor Osman news broke, and I started to read. Now everybody's getting peeved off there. So uh, if they don't have him, that becomes yeah. a little more weird. But. Uh, We'll transition to college football here because I, I think uh, a good weekend, an yeah, entertaining very weekend. good football. Uh, lots of uh, I missed a lot of sleep. Yes, I I think we were both pretty dead on Sunday, <laughs> uh, and sort of zombie watched the NFL games. We had NFL picks. Yeah, uh, we didn't share them with. <laughs> no, you. Uh, <laughs> we wore down uh, a little bit by Sunday. Someone didn't want to continue producing videos at eleven o'clock after sorting through everything, but uh, we'll get those out this week for sure. Well, I should mention no wager zone next week. Yeah. Uh, We'll be, I'll be out of town. So no wager zone, but we'll have our picks. Yeah, we'll get our shorts out. We'll get our shorts. We'll get our picks. You'll have that. No wager zone, though, next week. So uh, we'll have to wait a week. Uh, good thing there's not a lot going on in college football this week. Got a little bit of a tease of a good week. This week's a little bit more dour, which is why I, yeah. I, I think we'll talk a couple teams here more than a couple game than the games yeah. and games look ahead. I got a couple of those, but I wanted to talk to you about a couple teams and a couple players. Yeah. Um, let's talk that Clemson Florida State game because both of them sort of have so so games this week. Granted, um, you know Clemson has had their issues with Syracuse, so I, I say that. But uh, we were on sort of opposite ends here. I, I'm still a little. <laughs> about losing my bet and you winning yours. Yeah, uh, no truth That's, that I can was get it my <laughs> five or six dogs that you've had this year that yes, have gone to I, overtime. I and believe lost. I'm zero and five <laughs> if I go to overtime on my dogs. So, uh, granted, this one was a pretty low level dog, but uh, I, I think we both watched the game. Uh, you got your win, but I, I think Clemson probably played better. Yeah. Florida State got the win here. Yeah, uh, you know. <sighs> I think you got to give Florida State some credit yeah. for you going know, in there. That's back to back road games. They had a trap game last. Yeah. I mean, I say trap game. It was Boston College, but we they, want to break down that result. But they obviously, <laughs> they obviously weren't. They were looking at Clemson yes. last week, Clearly. and uh, um, I thought they would win this one a little easier than what yeah. they thought they were. That was my play of the week. I still managed to get it. Yeah, um, but, I did not. Um. <sighs> I think there's something to be said about going in and, and, and winning that, and, you know, and getting that monkey off your yeah. back after losing, like, something like seven straight. Yeah, it was in, seven straight. In, in Clemson. And, uh, you know, college football's weird like that. Sometimes sometimes you could have the better team and just, you know, the, the things going on affect the outcome of the game. So I think they deserve a lot of credit. I don't think it should be a knock that it went to overtime no, on Florida I, State. No, I mean, going into Clemson and winning. Yeah. And Clemson clearly has gotten better from, you know, uh, the opening weekend versus Duke to, you know, yeah. now, now whether they can continue that level of play, uh, you know, I, I think you, the offense is better. I, 
You shouldn't not better stream down to the point where they don't lose themselves games, sort of like they did in Duke, making stupid turnovers. Defense controlled that game, and uh, you know if the running back picks up the blitz and doesn't get the scoop and score, Clemson probably goes on to win that game, or the kicker makes a ten-yard field goal. Uh, nonetheless, I, I, I'm curious. Do you think Clemson is the main contender, but or I, I think. We've seen enough from Miami now that they'll at least in that rivalry game will be oh, a yeah. matchup. But the other one, I think we have to start taking Duke serious. Here. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're putting 35, 40 points on everyone they play and have literally dominated. If their name wasn't Duke and it was one of the big boys, they'd probably be a top five team with the way they've thoroughly kicked well, everybody's ass. They've got a really big uh, kind of benchmark game yes. coming up this weekend against a non-conference mm-hmm. opponent yeah. in Notre Dame. Uh, and I think they're hosting this one. They are. So, um, you know, they could come out and really shock the world, I think, if they get this win. Yeah, I, I'm curious, one, how Notre Dame reacts yeah. in that game. It could be a bad draw for Duke yeah. getting Notre Dame on the bounce back because Notre Dame may come out trying to prove it. But point. I'm also curious how, how many points. If Duke can score on Notre Dame, we just watched Ohio State not be able to score on yeah. Notre Dame. Uh, now, Notre Dame couldn't quite score on Ohio State, but th- some of that was their own doing. And um, But I, I'm curious to see where how many points, because, you know, granted, not a name, but I think we got to start taking them seriously by the scores, you know, I, I've seen. And I think Miami, certainly. they Their offense looks really, really good. Defense, I think, is sort of in between, but I'm curious if, if we get... Miami, Florida State, late in the season here. Both with really, really big records if we get a, a really good game there. But let's move to a Big Ten game. Um, I think we'll probably talk more about Penn State here because I'm curious how serious you take them. <laughs> Do we need to talk about Iowa if they don't score? Well, uh, how shocked are you at the score line? Because we talked a little Iowa, and we think they're probably easily the best team at- West, I thought Wisconsin played their best game uh, on Friday versus Purdue, uh, but you know, uh, Penn State's defense looks legit, legit good. They were able to score thirty-one points on this Iowa team, but uh, some of that was their defense yeah. creating offense. How much do you sort of push? You were big on Penn State in yeah. the preseason. How much after watching Ohio State? We'll get to them after watching Michigan. How legit do you think Penn State is even more here as a contender in that division? I, I think it kind of helps out and, and supports my, yeah. my early season prediction. I think I think if you look at all the Big Ten teams right now, Penn State's probably the most well-rounded yeah. of the teams. You know, Ohio State, yeah, they held Notre Dame, but they could barely move the ball until, like, yes. that last drive of the game. I and mean, they got it when it mattered, but – their offense was atrocious. Well, it helped that they only had 10 and guys on the field twice and then sat back in a 30-yard deep zone on third and 19 and didn't pass rush. Yeah. We'll get to that game in a second. Yeah, but, but I, I think you've got to look at – and, you know, Michigan, they haven't found the mojo that they've had. You know, yeah. I mean, Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's been out. I don't yeah. know how much of that makes an impact. Um, but they haven't got their groove that they were rocking last year. And uh, if they don't get that back soon, I think Penn State might be able to take down some of these yeah, big guys. I'm starting to sort of push towards Penn State. I, now, whether I can push past my coaching deficiencies. Yeah, it, it is James Franklin. This, 
you know, they haven't had a close game, and that's where I become James Franklin nervous. <laughs> I assume Ohio State and Michigan will be close games, and that's where I get a little nervous. Speaking of Ohio State, Notre Dame, 17-14, I thought a really, really good game. Ohio State didn't impress me, but I did thought it was impressive that they were able to pull out a 17-14 game. This isn't a game they usually win. Maybe they shouldn't have won, but they did win. So what'd you make of this Ohio State-Notre Dame game? Yeah, I... <sighs> I think it's hard to say because you expect this Ohio State offense to be just juggernauts. They aren't, but... I, th- I think they got lucky. In years past, I don't think they ever would have been able to hang in a 17-14. I, th- I think they got a little lucky, but I also think Notre Dame basically blew every yes. opportunity they had to win the Correct. game. They, there was opportunities being served left and right, and they couldn't take them and close it out. Uh, but that's more of a knock on Notre Dame than a, a props to Ohio State here. I think the, 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 worst, the better team lost, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. If I said Ohio State, and, and, and you said third it. best out of the Michigan-Penn State, I don't think that would be and that, that and, shocking. And that last drive was just some of the worst defensive coaching I've seen. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they went into to don't lose mode, gave up ridiculous yeah. third that, and longs. And then, you know, two plays in a row, while they had timeouts in their pocket, had ten guys on the field at a goal line yeah, stand. I, I, you just can't do that. And that's all coaching. I can accept the sort of last one because, you know, I, I think they thought they were going to pass and – legitimately they didn't need that extra defender because I think they were thought they were just going to run that same play they ran before. So uh, what I, I don't excuse is that third and 19, after they'd sit four and five guys that whole series, back them up to third and 19, yeah. just had rushed. I think they only rushed two on that yeah, play. <laughs> just had rushed six guys on a blitz that forced that uh, incompletion or uh, you know intentional grounding play. Next play, safety's corner sitting 30 yards, sitting at the end zone. I get you don't want to get beat over the top, but you can't do that. And essentially, they rushed to a third guy came after, you know, the quarterback had sit, been sitting in the pocket for 25 seconds. I just I don't understand why you switch your defense. Or maybe you sit in that soft zone, but at least, you know, send four or five yeah. guys to at least make the quarterback move off his spot. Because then you're just tossing it up, and you're t- basically tossing up to one of the best receivers in the country. Oh, yeah. So it just didn't like those decisions at the end that sort of cost Notre Dame. Now, I will say, one loss to Ohio State does not end your season. No, I don't think so, especially a game that ended basically on the uh, sort of last And they've got big games game. against other big opponents yeah. that so, they can they can get that moment. I'm not back. writing Notre Dame off, especially from what we've seen from – all the other college teams. I'm. I think it's a very open year. I think I mean, we're going to get losses in the Pac-12 because all those teams are really, really good. We'll talk about some of them here in a second. Probably get some Big Twelve losses. You, I think so for sure. And uh, you're definitely going to get SEC losses. We've already sort of seen that. Yeah. So I, I'd be curious if somebody ran the tables this year. Maybe somebody squeaks out, but I, I think the Pac-12. Uh, I mean. There are way too many good teams, and if you're playing those, you're going to have a bad day and lose to somebody to somebody. I, uh, I think Florida State's probably got the best shot. Yeah, I think they do, but, you, we, I mean, we already mentioned it. They struggled with Clemson. They struggled at BC. Still got Miami and Duke. It's And, you know, uh, we'll talk about the game later, but 
Louisville is throwing up 60 points every week, maybe Louisville is good too. So uh, let's talk uh, Oregon here. And really, I just want to talk Bo Nix because uh, I think we've both been uh, down uh, in previous years, but... Well, you I know, mean, it only took him seven years to it, become a good college football quarterback. I, I must say, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this where literally I didn't think the guy could move the ball yeah. at Auburn to the point where what I watch now, I'm like, I legitimately would take him in the first round of the NFL draft if I was sitting in those mid-teens uh, with what I've seen. He throws the ball well, reads the field well, can get outside the pocket, can stay yeah, in the he pocket. Can move. He, he, he's totally different than what I've seen at Auburn. So what do you make of this sort of transformation of, is it just a complete indictment of what Auburn was? or? Well, I, I have to, it's got to be a little something to say of, you know, Pac-12 defenses yeah. versus SEC defenses. That's, that's a big difference, I think. I, I think it is, but, I mean, legit. Coaching. When we when he was at Auburn, both of us laughed uh, yeah. because we didn't th- he couldn't throw the ball. Uh, his only sort of skill set was legit take the snap and run up the middle and use his large body. And now he can sort of do everything. And uh, I mean, just sort of I'm like I think this dude's like a legit NFL quarterback now, uh, you know. So I got to eat some crow. Flip over to um, you know. I, I don't think anybody came in thinking Cam Ward might be one of the best <laughs> quarterbacks in the country, but, I mean, he's progressed each and every year. He was really good last year with this Washington State team. Yeah, I was. But this Washington State team now, I think he's a really, really good team, and he's playing awesome. He legit was ridiculous in that Oregon State. Yeah, I had Oregon State in that one, yeah. and I was shocked at it just how much Washington State just dominated yeah. that game. I, I think Oregon State closed late, but it it, yeah. it was all Washington State. Yeah, Washington State. State, true competitors in the Pac-12. Well, that's why I was going to ask. With Cam Ward there, you know, does Washington State move into that class oh, with yeah. Washington, with USC, uh, you know, with Oregon? It's, it's a shame that we're getting, like, the best year we've yeah, had in the Pac-12 <laughs> in, like, the last 20 years. And Legit, I think you could put all four of those teams in the playoffs. And, 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 and now it's... <laughs> The last year of the Pac-12, you know, we've 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 been dealing with just one or two good teams in the Pac-12 for so long, and now we've got you know six or seven yeah. teams that could legit I mean, compete for the title. Legit, Utah and UCLA. I, I offensively was not a show, but I think you watch either of those teams defensively. Yeah, Utah and, probably got the best defense in the country. Yeah. UCLA uh, couldn't do anything, and UCLA's defense wasn't far behind. Yeah, um, you know, USC's got an amazing offense. Washington has what seems to be an unstoppable <laughs> offense. Washington State's <laughs> offense looks great. Yeah, Oregon's Oregon State, good on both sides yeah. of the ball. And I mean, Oregon State's a good football team that I yeah. think, like, legit Oregon State might have finished eighth in this conference, and it's like, well, you know, it's not a really a bad eight. So uh, uh, I, I'm really, really impressed with Cam uh, honestly, we'll get to the NFL, but there are last year, there last couple of years, I don't think there have been a ton of quarterbacks. I think if you graded them out, but this year I, there could be seven dudes. I think legit who could cover around worthiness of taking in that uh, you know first round of the NFL draft. Uh, Cam Ward being one of them, I was I was amazed at what he did in that Oregon State game. Couple teams I just want to talk about here. 
Michigan's sort of first test-ish. Uh, did you watch any of that game? I watched a little bit of it because I was curious. I didn't catch this one. Uh, you know, offense just looks rugged. Defense looks... Slow start. Yeah. it Defense looks contenderable. Offense, I still, you know, I the score... They didn't cover. I will say that. Yeah. Rutgers undefeated we, on the we, cover. We thought that 24 was quite a bit. Yeah, and it, it turned out to be they could manage 30, and, you know, a lot of that was late sort of garbage time. This was a sort of gross game. I, I guess they passed their first test, but I'm still a little yeah. worried offensively whether they can generate the same sort of uh, points they did last year. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to struggle with that. Um it still may be enough to get by Ohio State, but like I said, Penn State, they've got a well-rounded yeah, offense. I'm curious how much they're going to score on Penn State now. I tell you what, if <laughs> if I'm getting points <laughs> with Penn State, when that game comes around, I'm going to be taking Well, I might do all Lions. total point line of under 20 in that one. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to score on That Michigan-Ohio State game. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a low-scoring yeah. game. Yeah, I don't... The offenses just don't look great right now in yeah. the Big Ten. Um, other, I think they can, other than maybe Northwestern, who somehow is throwing up a lot of point totals. <laughs> we won't get into Minnesota. Uh, granted, I think Michigan might have penciled them in. It's a tough game at Minnesota in two weeks, but I don't know if that's quite it. Let's switch to Alabama. You know, I, I'm a little interested here because I, I think I, I've watched a couple games now where I think Alabama sort of found their defense. Now, I don't know if they can hit it versus, you know, high-leverage passing teams like Texas, but I don't know how many teams have receivers, you know, three straight guys who can sort of do what Texas did. Yeah, I watched a lot of that Ole Miss, and they couldn't move the ball no. really at all on this Alabama team. And maybe do we go back to a circa 2010 Defense Alabama team where basically every game is, you know, 2013, 23. They don't ask the quarterback to basically do anything. Score is I think low. the biggest thing is ask the quarterback to not make mistakes. <laughs> yes. Because they can win games as long as he doesn't do that. I think uh, because, I mean, even if you look at that Texas game, yeah. those two interceptions that yeah. Bill wrote through sort of flipped that game. And he doesn't make those. I don't know if they win. But certainly well, how, a tighter margin again. Well, how many, you know, especially the early championships that Saban won, like you said, you know, 2010, we had game manager quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, we had uh, uh, A.J. McCarron and yeah, uh, uh, the, the guy. The, the, the first one. That, the SEC he, Network guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, McElroy was Yeah, McElroy. And then the one before that. The, I mean, these were guys that were not elite quarterbacks. No. They just didn't make mistakes, and yeah. that's really, when you've got a defense like Alabama, that's what gets it done. Yeah, definitely so. So uh, I, I'm I'm a little interested in under-the-radar uh, uh, sort of Alabama here and whether they can um, maybe sort of sneak their way through. Uh, and, you know, everybody, every, I think everybody's sort of off them after the Texas oh, yeah. game and then the sort of, Bad show well, versus South Florida. And we just found out today A&M starters out for the rest yes. of the year. So well, I sort of border on how much that factors. Uh, but uh, we, we, I 
I didn't put that game on our list. Did you want to touch on the A&M-Auburn game? I mean, A&M went in and took care of business. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. but No, it sort of looked like two mediocre SEC teams to yeah. me. But... I, I mean, if you look at the West, I think it was it's Alabama, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, Auburn. Yeah. And they just beat – or not Auburn, um, LSU. LSU. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. And they just beat Ole Miss. Yeah. So it's, it's going to come down to LSU. I'm just – they seem to be sneaking, and if they can work their way in there and then get that Georgia game, I, I don't know how much we trust Georgia's offense. I don't know if we're even going to know. Well, they don't play in regular that's season. What I don't It'd be the SEC championship yeah, game. If that's what I, I'm just I have my radar up after watching that game versus Ole Miss, where I was like, this is very like early Nick Saban and and quarterback basically throws a swing pass, they run up the middle. Punt and make sure the defense holds. Well, and I don't know if you've noticed, but Georgia's kind of struggling to find their identity as well. Yeah, well, we'll talk a little that Auburn game here coming up. Um, I wanted to talk TCU because uh, I think we were both on SMU pretty yeah. good, and I this is probably the second or third straight game where TCU's defense yeah. looked like they could actually stand up Should, and the offense continues it's, to play. It's making me want to give a little bit more credit to what Colorado yeah. did in week mm-hmm. one because I kept thinking, well, TCU's just bad. Yeah. And uh, they continue to prove me wrong because I thought SMU was going to go in and I, get that win. I'm now sort of like, I wonder if TCU, sort of like I think Alabama, different sort of way, but I'm like, if TCU's defense can hold up enough, their offense is going to score on, on – you know, they're going to score 30, 40 points every game. And now I'm like, I wonder if TCU sort of sneakily a Big 12 contender, especially after watching Oklahoma play Cincinnati, uh, yeah. you know, over the weekend. I, I'm wondering if TCU sort of slides its way up there as well after, you know, just sort of that letdown at the start. But that win at Houston, now granted Houston is what it is, but they shut that offense down. They shut Smooth's offense down where they couldn't move the ball. So if their defense is playing well, they're going to score points. So yeah, two teams I'm sort of – I'm radar locking on that got written off early and, and maybe at the end of the year when they're all sitting 10-1, and one, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, Bama goes through the rest of the season. Texas, their only loss. They're yeah. a playoff team. Yeah, definitely. And they play Georgia in the SEC championship game, beat them. And, you know, I, I think if TCU were to run the slate – I think it, it sort of depends how the Pac-12 breaks down, Yeah, uh, you know. But I think they could talk themselves into it, too. Now, I don't know if this continues on. We don't know how good SMU and Houston are. But to hold them under 20, which with this team, I, I'm like, maybe their defense is sort of back on track here yeah. where they can sort of keep the margins within and then they can find their offense. Let's look ahead to a couple games this week. There were a couple that caught my eye. Friday night, really, the two games. So if you're watching college football, I think Friday night's your night. Louisville minus three versus NC State. I think NC State's sort of what we think NC State. Yeah. Sort of always is. They will probably end with their eight wins. They're not fun to gamble on, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Well, you're the one that keeps gambling on them. Uh, I think they get their eight wins. I think I threw them out last Friday night, too. (laughs) Yeah, and they end up in their... You know, Florida Bowl game, whichever random one it is, in Tampa or in Orlando. What do you make of this Louisville team? Uh, You know, we touched on it a little earlier. They're scoring a lot of points. It's a coach we like. Should we throw them in sort of legit ACC contender? Are you 
sort of still in wait and see mode. Well, I mean, we'll see a lot this Friday night because NC State's, you know, despite their offensive struggles, they do have a pretty strong defense. Yes. Uh, so if they could slow this Louisville offense down a little bit, I think that'd give us a little bit more of an indicator. This is the biggest opponent Louisville's played this year. So, yeah. but it's also a big opportunity for them to make a statement. Yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I don't like overreading. They haven't played a real, real tough schedule, but I don't think we thought they'd be throwing up fifties three straight straight weeks in a row. I think we both thought it'd sort of take them a year or two before they uh, sort of got this Brom offense down, and it, it looks like they're just sort of hitting the ground running. So I, my eyes are up on uh, a Louisville here, but my eyes are up. It looks like the casino eyes are up because this was one of the first ones I peeked at once I saw it, and then I went and looked at the spread, and I was like, oh. They're favored. They're favored. <laughs> my head just went, oh. Yeah. I was like, I could get Louisville plus here, and it was like, no. Well, mine was kind of on this next game yeah. we're going to talk about. I had that same reaction. Yeah. Utah goes to Oregon State. We talked about the Oregon State-Washington State game. Utah, legit, I think we could talk probably the best defense, one of the yeah. best defenses in the country. Too bad they can't move the ball. Yeah. I think that is a problem. How much do you... Will. Sort of look at them here going into Oregon State, who can move the ball. I thought DJ, you know, sort of showed some of his Clemson traits in that Washington State game. But certainly Oregon State is not playing the type of offense that Washington State was back at home as well. Does Utah sort of manage to hold them down? Like, you know, I, I talked about Oregon State might end up, you know, sitting like, you know, sort of dead last of the good team pack here, but they could, you know, move up. What do you make of this Utah-Oregon State? It's a big game for Oregon State, I think. Uh, Bigger for them than Utah, but yeah, I was hoping for another situation where we go into Corvallis with uh, Oregon State getting plus points. Yeah, they're uh, on it now. I think think we've made too much money on that in the past that they're not going to let that happen again. Um, They've also probably watched Utah's offense. Yeah. And have a sort of metric sense. I think I think coming back home for this one is huge for Oregon State yeah. after a tough road trip to Washington State, um, and I think they may be able to come out strong here. I I, I do like Oregon State to win this. I, I'm not a fan of giving up the points where I was hoping to get something yeah. even or or even getting some points. So that that kind of irks me a little bit. Um, but until Utah shows me that they can you know, score on a consistent basis. Yeah. I mean, because even a great defense gives up 20 every now and then, and yeah. I think if Oregon State gets to 20, that could be enough. Yeah. Uh, I Now, you know, they keep teasing the Cam Rising return. I think that might flip things a little bit, but also I, I don't know. How well, I was told he was going to be back last yeah. week, and it they, didn't happen. I the He's going to be back has been, you know, two or three weeks running. I'm now... Beginning well, to he was believe. questionable game one, yeah. wasn't he? Yes. I'm beginning <laughs> to believe that's a ruse where he's not really all that close back. Uh, it, it's not really something to blame. The man tore his ACL in January, yeah. uh, and, and he was he's a mover anyway. So it, he never was just sit in the pocket, you know, sling balls from the pocket. He was get outside the pocket and create havoc. So I, I'm not stunned that he hasn't, you know, jumped back to return but I don't know if that necessarily, you know, his first game back, all of a sudden Utah's scoring 30 either. Now, granted, the quarterback <laughs> play has been subpar, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm not sure just throwing Cam Rising back, you know, 
eight months off a torn ACL, they're going to start popping off their 30 and 40 point games, which they were doing at the end of last year. So I'm interested to see sort of where they. It's a big game for a tight uh, top of the field in Pac-12. Yeah, definitely so. Let's move to Saturday. Couple games here. Uh, you know, big rivalry game in Georgia Auburn. Uh, did you sort of see enough from Auburn versus A and M where they could hang around in this game, or are they going to score seven points and it's going to be twenty-four to seven? Yeah, I, I don't know if they've got enough. The spread line is, I, I thought, really, really big for a rivalry game on the road in Auburn. But yeah, I'm. I'm struggling to see how many points they can score. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I'm worried uh, that Auburn's not going to be able to come out. Like Georgia, you know, South Carolina was able to come out to a good start because they've got a bit of an explosive offense. they got great wide receivers. But then it stopped being. (laughs) Yeah, but then Georgia just said no and shut it down. But I just – Auburn doesn't have those weapons that South Carolina has. And uh, I don't like the 14-and-a-half because Georgia hasn't been playing amazing, but they have been taking care of business. Yeah, they – it was one of those I saw, and I was like, rivalry game, and then I'm like, 14 and a half, and then I'm like... Well, and this is one where that... How many legit points do I think Auburn can score? Well, this there? is one where that, that touchdown hook really is huge, because yeah. 13 and a half, you're looking at this in a completely yeah. different manner, I think. That's Well, I'm sitting like, can Auburn get to 13 points? I, I'm assuming Georgia, even with their offense poor, probably 24 yeah. to 27, so can Auburn sort of make it to 13? And I'm like... Eh, eh. And you're like, can they get that late touchdown? But Georgia's been one of those teams who doesn't like to sort of be nice and yeah. give cheapy late scores. So I'm interested in this game because it's a rival game. And, you know, I Auburn didn't play good, but I didn't think they played atrocious in that A&M game. It, 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 so I, I don't... I still probably just am saying I don't know what to think yeah. of Auburn yet. Uh, you know, they were not great in the Cal game, but they won it. Uh, now, granted, Washington throwing up <laughs> 60 on them now makes it look a little worse. But nonetheless, interested in that one. And then LSU Old Miss. Uh, it's it, a big game. Yeah. I. What'd you make of – we talked to Bama. What'd you make of Old Miss in that game? It, it just sort of – Old Miss, it's sort of a little bit better, but they're sort of the NC State of the SEC where you sort of know what they are. They win yeah. their eight games and go to their Florida Bowl. Well, they had an early lead against yeah. Bama and uh, just slowly started to lose yeah. that because they couldn't put them away yeah. when they had the chance. And uh, I, th- I think it's going to take some big-time scores to keep pace with LSU, yeah. who's uh, proven to have a really good offense. Well, that's what I'm curious about, like – if we got the Tulane quarterback in this old Miss game, I, I think both you and I think Tulane probably wins that game. Yeah. It was a one-possession game with about two minutes to go as it was. So does this old Miss team look worse if that Tulane game now is on their schedule without you say that's a loss and then you know lose to Alabama and not be able to even yeah. get to 20 points? I'm just... I don't quite know what to make of Old Miss. You you see the Tulane win, and yeah. it's like, oh, the Old Miss, good. But then you sort of look at it in hindsight from above, and it's like, well, if that Tulane quarterback played, Tulane probably wins that game by 10 points. Old Miss is 2-2, two and two, 
and not able to get to 20 points even in the Alabama game. Well, I haven't even really seen a good Ole Miss this year. Yeah. You know, LSU's had their lows, but I've actually seen moments yeah. where they look really good. Well, LSU continued their trend of either look really, really dominant yeah. or a little shaky. Um, you know, I, I, Arkansas, uh, you know, doesn't win, but they pose a challenge of toughness. So, yeah, I think that was a difficult game. But uh, I, I'm interested to see what LSU we get and – if we sort of get a, a good old miss here, I, I, I just I didn't like the way the offense looked, but I don't know how much of that was Alabama. Yeah. All right, let's get to the NFL. NFL. This was a. I had a good week in the NFL. You had a good week in the. We both had a good week yeah. in the NFL. This was. It was a good slate. It was an interesting <laughs> week. A uh, lot of good, a lot of bad. Yeah. Lot of ugly, and I. I sort of labeled this good, bad, and ugly because I didn't want to just. Go I, I have a it. problem with the first two. You <laughs> have good. Well, I wanted to put good here because I, I think this team has a chance to be probably one of those legendary defenses in the NFL. Uh, they have held teams under ten first down three straight weeks. Ten first downs, not not just like teams can't move the ball. Well, and this week was the first week somebody had got. Into the red zone yeah. on them, and I, I'm. What do you think? We we've talked about it. What do you think this Cleveland Browns team can do? Can it sort of manage itself enough to not expose itself offensively? Because Watson played better, but he sort of played better after. I mean. Once they got up 13-3, I don't think anybody was, oh, yeah, the Titans are coming back here. <laughs> you know, I, what? where do you put this sort of Cleveland Browns? Because I legit think this defense could literally be one of the ones, you know, Ravens, Bears, those type of teams. But can the offense maintain enough composure to not put them in bad situations, as in that Pittsburgh game? Where they gave up, you know, fourteen points there. I I don't know if they can. Um, that's why I'm. I don't think they should be in this good category. I think Watson just makes too many dumb mistakes. They're going to be handcuffed by this guy for years, and uh, and just you know, losing that Chubb injury was yeah. just devastating because they could have just been a ground and pound defensive team, and that took away a lot of their ground attack. Now they've got other guys that can come in and. Yeah, fill in okay, but they're not Nick Chubb. I, I'm interested this week versus the Ravens. Now I, you know, uh, the Ravens are missing two thirds of their team. Yeah, basically it's Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman. Uh, you know, Edwards probably going to be out now too. So, uh, you know, uh, it's I don't know how much you, you see off this, but I, I'm interested just what the Cleveland Browns can do. Just basically try to get. Four yards at a time. Yeah. Not turn the ball over and just let this defense totally destroy teams because uh, they've destroyed teams all three weeks. But they are two and one. Could be two and two after this Baltimore game. Uh, I, I sort of combine these two, uh, but I, I think we do have to talk about the Dolphins. Probably the the team everybody's <laughs> talking about in the NFL. Can this maintain? All season long, because uh, now, granted, we'll get to the ugly because they played in ugly. <laughs> but uh, I can this off? I think defensively, I think we both think there are question marks here. Can this offense sort of take them all the way 
to the Super was, Bowl? Or is it going to be like a lot of these offensive teams that we've seen in playoffs? Somebody's going to smash them in the mouth and they got to <sighs> I mean, they scored 70 with Jalen Waddle not even playing. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, Tyreek's proven time and time again that I don't care if you focus on me or not. I'm getting my yards. I'm going to do what I want. And, you know, the great coaching staff and, and, and head coach that just puts them in positions uh, to make plays. And, uh, you know, they've got, like, the four fastest players in the yeah. NFL. And, and Tua came out near perfect for the entire first half of this game. Just really impressive. But, you know, the ugly, they quit. Yeah. Definitely so. So, let's transition to the Bills, who also dominated a, a 38-3 of 30. Oh, Yeah. Washington kicked the field goal with <laughs> two seconds left to make sure they didn't get shut out. Uh, Dolphins-Bills this weekend. How much are you putting into this game as sort of a, a look ahead, or is it just sort of too early to Well, this is potentially an AFC championship make, game. You know, you know, conclusions here. I think both of these teams are playoff teams, so it's a great test for both of yeah, them. Yeah. You know, I'm buff- curious to see what the Dolphins' defense can do versus the Bills. Yeah, you know, heck, if you go back and watch that first half, I mean, yeah, the Broncos were terrible, but for the first yeah, they were moving the ball. First 20 minutes of that game, it was back and forth, um, and then the Dolphins just kind of put it away in the second half. But um, there were times where the Dolphins couldn't slow them down either, and yeah. that's a, a you know a freaking dysfunctional team if you've ever had one. So. A um, little questionable on that, and, and interested to see how well Buffalo can move the ball. Also interested to see if Buffalo can slow down Miami. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not certain if that's going to happen. I'm either. Cu- that's. I'm sort of curious to see how you know either side of these defenses just play this out, and if any of them can even remotely stop the other. Well, this is a long shot prediction here, but I could totally see Miami winning this game and doing what they want, and then seeing these teams match up in the playoffs, and we get that defensive hard nosed game that you yeah. talked about in the playoffs, and Miami. Falls and crumbles because it's a defensive. I think game. it's also sort of important here. Now, you know, I say this and I've said, you know, in years past, Buffalo's sort of a warm weather team. They play in Buffalo, but they're sort of better when the weather is perfect. But I, I know it was definitely a warm weather team, and that's Miami. And I yeah. think winner of this game sort of gets leg up in you know home field advantage for sure. I, I don't put the since there's only one team that gets the bye, I, I don't look at that. But I do think home field advantage is sort of por- important because Buffalo at least is used to the weather. They don't always play well in it. But I think, you know, I think we could go back to the Dan Marino days yeah. and watching, you know, the Dolphins having to go up and play the Bills in the playoffs in, in January, and it never turns out well. So I think this is sort of important for that sort of seating-like thing to see where both these defenses sort of say the Bills' defense has actually been pretty good to start the year. Uh, I, I think we both think the Dolphins' defense is a little light. So I, I think there's a little more importance than you'd think in sort of a, a you know a weak sort of four-type game here. Yeah, uh, I it's going to be a fun one. Um, I'm, I'm kind of eyeballing the over. I'm not so certain. Uh Picking one team or the other is going to be the right play yeah. here. But, you know, you are getting points with a team that just scored 70 points. Yeah. That's interesting. We, we had a couple interesting <laughs> lines this week. You got the one that scored 70 being an underdog. You got the one who gave up 70 being a favorite in their game. Well, we'll get to that. I wanted to put the Steelers in here because I'm curious where you see the Steelers. 
sit because they probably have the defensive MVP on their team. Yeah, and you got two weeks where they play the Niners and the Browns. I think we, if we were rating defenses, that probably be one yeah. two, and their offense didn't look great. Play the Raiders this week. A more, you know, probably lower into. Probably not bottom due to uh, Bears, Broncos being uh, teams with Bulls as uh, Chargers, yeah. <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> um, but it, it seemed like it was at least smoother. I, I wouldn't say good, but smoother. So after sort of three weeks, are we still thinking? I think we were both a little nervous after week one, two. But now that we see it versus sort of lower tier defense. We still think Pittsburgh can sort of contend here in this division or are we still nervous about the offense? I, I think they can contend, you know, they've got a better offense. Pickett than... hasn't looked good. Even versus the Raiders, he didn't look great. Better where he wasn't making mistakes. I mean, they got the win versus the Browns, yeah. which was huge. And, and they've proven, you know, that even without offense, they can win those divisional games. So yeah. I, I think they're going to be right in there. I don't know if they win the division. But I think they can get one of the wild cards for sure. Yeah, I, I think so. We'll see if this sort of offense can... A lot of this is just faith in Tomlin. Yeah. Because he always figures out a way. I'm just I'm sort of hopeful maybe the offense... Yeah. I think we've written off... We thought maybe Pickett could be something elite. But I think at least this offense could grow to the point where it could get 24 points. I think they need some production in the yeah. run game too. Yes. That that would help as well. Which It was at least a little better against yeah. the Raiders. But once again... You're sort of on both ends of the spectrum. Okay, you can't move the ball versus the Niners or the Browns. We understand. But you did sort of move the ball versus the Raiders. But what does that sort of mean? We need them to play sort of a mid-tier defense, Cincinnati or something, and see where that sort of falls to. Let's go to the bat. Uh, We we aren't going ugly because I don't think we're going to, you know, in, in 12 weeks go. Remember when the Cowboys fell apart and didn't win their 11 games on the season? But I think you sort of, you got the playoff preview of what's going to happen here when the Cowboys get to the playoffs, which oh, I, yeah. I think is the only thing that is important. I mean, does anyone care if the Cowboys win 11, 12 games in the regular season and then lose in the first or second round of the playoffs. It just sort of, it looked like every Dallas loss. It was very typical. Couldn't stop the run. Dak goes down there, throws a stupid interception to bring them back into literally three Cardinals. Is Everybody was all hyped. Is there anything oh, yeah. different about this Dallas team? And now they're down without digs, too. Which yeah, they I don't lost think, Diggs, but I don't. You think Diggs plays that makes that big of an impact in that game? No, that they ran the ball. They didn't even throw it. So yeah. I think you just saw it. the The pass rush becomes obsolete because the Cardinals, you know, basically didn't even worry about it. They just ran off the edge, busted runs with Connor and Dobbs, uh, you know, and, and hit a couple quick passes there, and then let the Cowboys make mistakes. So, our. our would you still put the Cowboys as sort of a third? I, I think Niners-Eagles here, and I think everybody was sort of in a jumble there. Would you still put the Cowboys third, or would you throw somebody like Seattle or Detroit? Uh, you know, I think they're all kind of in the same window right okay. now. Uh, Seattle showed me some bad stuff. Detroit showed me some bad stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, but they've got some good stuff. But yeah, asking Detroit to win playoffs games also yeah. is a little dicey. <laughs> but yeah, this Dallas team, you said it. They look like there's a team that could look awesome and win eleven or twelve, and then just when they meet up somebody with grit that wants to win, they Packers, lose. Yeah, Saints. Like I'm just you know, you look at this team having to play the Saints. Saints bully them up front. Yeah, you know, Carr looks like garbage, but they find enough runs and one or two plays with Taysom Hill or Alvin Kamara or Olivier gets deep. They still and, got Jameis Winston. Yeah. Oh, they do have Jameis Winston. I, <laughs> I notice the one getting the snaps at the tail in there was Taysom Hill because we're scared Jameis was going to throw a pick. But uh, I just, you know, I, I sort of, I think we all see sort of the Cowboys' future. They win 11 games and then playoffs, and they're done in the first or second round. Yep. Um, Jacksonville. You know, I, I, I talked to you. You kind of saw it coming all week because they tend to not play Houston well. So are we, are we going with they don't play Houston well? They lost to the Chiefs. You know, no big deal. I mean, you could say they didn't look great in that Colts game. They found a way to win it. Uh, are you worried about the Jags here? Well, you should probably be worried about the whole of the AFC South yeah. once again. But are, are you worried about the Jags here, or is it just sort of something they don't play the Texans well? well. They, they've got plenty of time to right the ship because um, I think eight or nine wins is going to get you that division. Yeah, and uh, and as long as they're getting right by playoff time, they can compete. But I, I think they just lack a little bit of consistency on offense, and they don't quite have a strong enough defense. Yeah, it, uh, I think we talked about it after Just a couple one. pieces away, It's I think. like the defense can look great, and then it can look horrible. It, it's a little like the Dolphins' I, defense, where, you know, it'll make a play here or there, but then it also will get carved to pieces by C.J. Stroud. I, I, well, I will and, say that C.J. Stroud, you know, not just in this game. No. He's proven to be one of the better rookie quarterbacks yeah, so far. I, I think both him and Richardson have looked good. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I'm not going to go off the walls and start redrafting and being like Carolina, you know, shouldn't have taken Bryce Young. The, the situations are, are much, much different. You know, one, Carolina has no O-line. Uh, they have no playmakers. And, you know, Carolina just somehow made themselves worse yeah. from the team that they were last year, even though they were. So I am not, you know, I hate hearing, oh, Bryce Young's a bust. He's Played two damn football games on yeah. a terrible football team, you know. Uh, you know, so yes, Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud both look better, but I think, I think if you looked at those teams, both those teams are better. Actually, the Colts might <laughs> secretly be the best team in the AFC South. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, uh, judging from what we've seen from the Titans and the Jags, and they already beat the Texans. So, you know, I, I don't know if it matters who's playing quarterback, Richardson or Minshew. Um, let's go to the ugly here. Um, I I just put this game because I think we knew. Yeah. Well, you Craziness know you, was going to occur. Well, all four of these teams are about to play each other this <laughs> yes. week. Yes. So we're going to go from four winless teams to two. Yeah. Uh, Chargers-Vikings. Um, Oof. Which ends up on the crazier side of the spectrum. Because uh, the Chargers basically did what they do. Uh, sort of semi-dominated the game, but uh, it, it's close. Uh, you know, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. 
<laughs> 400 yards receiving and out and uh you know uh williams left through the third quarter out for season again uh, out for season again uh but then of course they're um insane of a coach for some reason decides to go for it um <laughs> i don't know up for fourth and one on their own 20 more yard line with you know if the vikings had like timeouts and you had timeouts but the vikings had no timeouts so why you don't punt the ball and make the minnesota vikings a team who never makes a clutch drive in their life come down and go 70 yards and score one will never know yeah but uh per the vikings and never make a clutch (laughs) drive somehow managed to get the ball to the eight decided not to spike it uh then blame their fans for making too much noise and uh, Kirk Cousin first to ball into, uh, it wasn't even three people. It was about seven people in TJ Hawkinson's outstretched hand. Say yep. gets picked off. Uh, do we actually make anything of this game or just both teams sort of stayed on point of what the Chargers and Vikings are? <laughs> yeah, I think you, you you hit it on the head there with uh, both teams just kind of staying with what they've been doing. Um you know, the Vikings last year, they found ways to win these games, and uh, they're not this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Chargers, you know, I think if you're a Chargers fan, I think you're definitely ready to move on with your coach, and it's almost unfortunate they won this because yeah, I know. it buys him a little bit more time. Well, my best was they started dropping the analytics of it, which was my favorite, which was 88% that they won if they went for it, and 81 if they punted. And I was like, well, did you factor in the handing off to the third string running yeah. back on your play call here? Or was it just 88 that you give the ball to a third string running back on fourth and one on your own 20? Um, I I don't know what to make of these teams. I, I pretty much put them in irrelevancy. Uh, you know, I, I said the Chargers probably make their four-game winning streak run. But now Mike Williams is gone. Yeah. I, you know, Keenan Allen continues to amaze. Um, you know, but how banged up is he going to be if he has to, you know, haul in seventeen balls? Well, he's and, done it the past three years. You know, and two hundred yards. So, you know, Eckler hasn't been back. They're sort of pretending like he's always. It's a Cam Rising thing where they're, oh yeah, he's questionable, and then. Never plays, so I think the Vikings are for sure pretty much wrapped up and done. But uh, yeah, Chargers got this win. They play your Titans. Can they put together two wins here and sort of throw themselves back in here? I, I think writing them as an AFC contender is totally out of the question, though, don't you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. I just think they lack the... Um, I. Say they fire their coach and we get Kellen Moore. Do you? I mean, they have pieces on that team. That's what. That's they what's had. so frustrating. I think the Williams one hurts yeah. a lot. Uh, there may be some moves to be made yeah. though. Uh, but you know, the guy's a genius. He, he called it the Vikings. He knew the Vikings were going to force the interception because Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> does what Kirk does. Um, let's go to the really bad here. Uh, Bears. Um, I mean, I, I did say last week I thought the Chiefs were an elite defense. It, it continued to be proven. Um, 
Fields continues to be disappointing. Uh, I, I don't know if this was the front office's fault that he couldn't even throw for 100 yards <laughs> in a football game that was 41 nothing. Uh, so you assume you can just check down underneath yep. and manage yourself to 100. Uh, I will say this. Uh, he, he's in a bad organization. Oh, and, yeah. and that's that's... 99% of pretty much all quarterbacks succeeding. Uh, there's probably like five in the history of the game that it sort of doesn't matter where they went, they were going to be good. So, yeah, he's in a bad organization, but also he's not a very good quarterback. So you have the combination <laughs> of bad organization with poor coaching. I, I don't think they've made a good coaching hire in... Uh, Mike Dicka, you probably can go. You probably can go. Levy Smith. He did get them to a Super Bowl yeah. with ex, Rex Grossman. So yeah, uh, you know, it, bad, bad, bad all around. Um, anything to salvage here from the Bears? They do play Denver, who we're about to get to, which is worse. Uh, yeah, I think the Bears are probably at the bottom of the pile just because they've got. All the organizational issues, yes. the ownership, the the GM, the coaches, the players. I mean, it is top to bottom, just in shambles. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Denver, I think they've got they got personnel to yeah, and they've already made the move for Peyton. Yeah. It's not you know showing dividends this year, but I think it will down yeah. the road. Especially, um, I think if they can grab one of those quarterbacks, yeah. in the upcoming draft. So I, I think the future is brighter for other teams, whereas the Bears just look like they have nothing yeah. and 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 it may be you know tankage for two to three years just to kind of reset everything mm -hmm. yeah uh so if we're betting on the broncos Oof. bears game i told you before we started this show <laughs> i'm i'm kind of leaning broncos i want to go back into the annals of history if a team has ever lost by 55 and then been the favorite <laughs> on the road. The road favorite the next week. Um, but I mean, oh. it's like the reasons I just said. I mean, yeah, I know. I think well, you, you've seen at least the like first twenty plays that are scripted by the Broncos. They tend to be okay. It yeah, just, I mean, like I said, just sort of die slowly. They were, after they were mostly competitive in that first half versus Miami. Uh, the defense might be a little bit of an issue, but the one team who might not be able to take advantage of that is the Bears. Yeah. And then I wanted to flip it to the Titans because uh. I, I think there were so many bad teams uh, last week. It did hide them a little that bit. No one is – well, one, I don't know how many people were watching the Cleveland Titans game. I was because I wanted the Tannehill interception, and then I was like – they aren't even going to attempt to throw the ball yeah. for him. To well, and when they did, he was on his back. Yeah. So, uh, where are we sitting here? I, I'm honestly. I, I guess you can't throw the season away because the Jags are awful, the Colts aren't any good, the Texans aren't any what, good. But I don't think the Titans are any. Well, good. here's my thing. What do you gain from throwing Tannehill out there still when you've got those guys back there? I mean, yeah, I guess he's got leadership but are his abilities that much better than willis or well they might have been killed in the cleveland games <laughs> maybe you just you you do the sort of uh i just throw him out there as the crash test dummy to be murdered by miles Garrett. yeah maybe they're just keeping their young guys safe and they're just like we'll just use Tannehill to the best of his ability his last contract year but 
this Titans team's not going to go anywhere this year. I mean, it's obvious. Their offensive line is complete trash. They had two tight ends following Garrett every time he swapped sides of the line. Uh, Didn't help. I saw, I saw one play they got to delay a game because they kept moving their tight ends and uh, to help block, and then he was still all over Tannehill. So just – and. I mean, do you honestly see this Titans team going and outscoring anybody? I mean, I guess they did it to the Chargers. That's the that's the only thing is, like, maybe you just sort of go through the schedule and be like, okay, Saints, legit defense, we aren't moving the ball. Cross, you know, Cleveland, legit defense, we aren't moving the ball. Yeah. Cross, but then you go, well, Chargers. It, you know. This is the frustrating thing I've got with the Titans here, like, I don't understand, you know, the moves that they've done the last few years. They they started cleaning house, but then they, they bring in guys to try to still be competitive, but they're not fully competitive. They draft young quarterbacks well, they that they're don't not going to use. like, use Hopkins. He just sort of skids out there with Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, and, you know, you draft a Traylon Burks, you go out and get Hopkins, but you're just going to leave. They legit didn't even, I mean... Well, I I get it. They couldn't hold up long enough. But if you're going to have Burks and Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, what's Well, I mean, Ogonquo at tight end was a number two round pick. Uh, I mean, he was one of the best tight ends coming out the year they drafted him. And he's been doing nothing as, you know, despite the fact they keep uh, picking him to do something. I think that's what I don't understand. You, You loaded up your passing game and then legit, they did not even want to basically attempt to throw the ball last week. And I understand their protection couldn't hold up, but okay. I assume you knew that going into the season. Yeah. So why are we trying to build up our pass catchers? I just, I don't, I don't understand the inconsistencies and the GM moves that they're making. And I wish they had a clear path and it's this middle of the road thing, but you know, it's typical Titans. It's what they do. They're bad years. They're, you know, six to eight wins. They're good years. They're eight to nine wins. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I think we'll probably not be talking about the Bears and Broncos much, but I sit here and wonder we might have to talk about the Titans every week because I just, I don't know if anybody's going to separate in that division. Yeah, and I think the Titans can sort of sneak. Well, I mean, you know what? You know what a smash fest the Colts Titans games yeah. are going to be. That's what I think they can sort of sneak. Games like that, and I think they could probably sneak games like the Jags out. So, you know, we might be talking about that. <laughs> Either Titans, Jags, you know, Texans or Colts every week, even though I, I don't think legitimately think any of those teams are all that good. You know, two of them at least have rookie quarterbacks, and one has a semi-promising young quarterback. But, you know, I, I don't know quite what to do here because – you know, I could easily see them winning this weekend and being two and two, and then you're like, "Well, how do we write them off and yeah. not talk about them? They're sitting two and two, and they're probably atop the division." So, yeah. you know, it's just one of those weird things. Uh, you know, NFL, uh, you never quite know what's going on, but uh, always fun to watch. All right, that's our show for the week. Be sure to be on the hey, lookout. Girona winners at Villa. Girona. Real. Winners at Villarreal. So, uh, is the Real Madrid started yet? Real Madrid won 2 0. Oh, well, Girona not on top of La Liga. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they can be on top of La Liga next week. Anyway, all our picks upcoming uh, later this week will have college football, soccer, NFL. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, once again, no show. 
of wagers on next week. We'll get picks out. But we'll have our picks out. Hopefully all three big time sports. Hopefully all three. We're going to try to get those done by Saturday. We've come to the conclusion that anything left for Sunday (laughs) is probably not going to make its way out there. So uh, Saturday. We'll definitely have picks out Friday, Saturday, and and get you that next week as well. Just no wager zone. So be on the lookout for that. Like, subscribe, and uh, definitely watch. Yeah. That's our show, and we're out. Strip's where I'm gonna land. Only the word is crash. <laughs>